Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Good morning, church. Okay, I think we can do a little bit better than that. Let's get all those people that are standing outside in here. Good morning, church. Oh, that was nice and robust and energetic. Thank you. Um, My name is Jordan. I direct children's ministries here at San Diego First Church. Welcome. We are so glad that you are here this morning. Um, If you wouldn't mind, in your bulletin or up on the screen, there is a check-in code, and you can um, hover your phone over that and uh, check in that way. Um, Please put in any, tell us that you're here. We love to know that you are here. Um, Also, if you have any prayer requests or things that you want to know more about, um, I've said this before, but I want to remind you that as a staff, We look over those things. We look over those prayer requests, um, and hopefully that's a way that we can be following up with you in a specific way. So please do that. Please check in for us. Um, We want to know that you are here. Um, Okay, we recently had uh, board elections, uh, and we had such a great turnout of, of voters. So thank you for those of you that voted in person or voted online. Um, I would like to announce the results for our board elections. Um, we re-elected Ms. Lisa Gilbertson, um, and we have um, newly elected board members, Debbie Holly, David James, Dean Nelson, and Brandon Sawyer. So we can, yes, we can give an applause um, to all those new board members. Um, we're grateful. We're grateful for all that our board does um, here at First Church. Um, Okay, I'm back with more VBS updates and asks. Thank you for those of you that have said, I'll be there. Um, I am willing and able. 
that's really all we need. We will give you all the resources that you need to do what you're doing. Um, we just need your, your willingness and your availability. So I do want to mention, because I think it's helpful for you to know uh, our, the needs that we still have. So let me, I have so many papers, I'm sorry. Um, we still need another cheer team leader. Yay, cheer! Um, please, if you are a former cheerleader or know nothing, I just need you to be willing, okay? Just willing. Um, so if you want to uh, help me with cheer or basketball, um, basketball is, the head coach is Mr. Pastor D. Kelly. If you want to work with, uh, with our pastor, Come on down, do some basketball. Um, and then soccer, we still are in need of another team leader for soccer. So please let me know if that is something you're willing to do. And then lastly, um, I sell these babies a lot. I sell their cuteness um, and their cuddles. If you would like to hang out with our volunteers' children in the nursery, please let me know. That is, that's an easy job. They might even nap. You might not even have to do anything. Um, you could walk them around in a stroller, but please let me know if that's something that you're willing to do. So those are our needs. Oh, look at that cute kid. What a cutie patootie. Um, okay, so please, please, please let me know if you're willing to be with us July 24th through the 28th. Um, volunteers, we typically have you here around 12.15 to 4.15. So in the afternoon, you could work in the morning and then come hang out with kids in the afternoon. It's going to be the best week ever. And it's a great way to connect with other people at church. So if this is a place that's either new for you or you're still feeling a little disconnected, this is the perfect way to connect with people at church. So come on, um, be with us. Okay, this is the time in our service where we uh, connect with one another and we welcome um, Christ into this place and we pass the peace of Christ amongst one another. So please go and say peace of Christ to someone in the room and, and in return they will say it to you. Pass the peace of Christ.
Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you. If you are able to, let us stand together and let us join with all of creation, the worship of God, the creator and redeemer of all things. Let's sing, Praise My Soul. Praise my soul, the King of heaven. To his throne thy tribute bring. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Evermore his praises sing. Oh, alleluia, alleluia, praise the everlasting. We join the angels in the heights. Angels in the heights adore him. They behold God face to face. All the saints bow down. Whose love surrounds us, let us sing. We behold the breaking dawn, the light that shines over everyone. We look to you, we long for you, oh Lord. We behold the rising sun, the earth awakes, your hope has come. Oh, oh, oh. Sing with creation. Oh, 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 the rain, just as if it were grace poured out for us, sing. Oh, the earth. 
continue this journey of offering ourselves to be guided and shaped and molded by God. Let us move into scripture reading together that we may be inspired by the words of Jesus. Thank you, Dave. This morning's scripture is found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us sing of Jesus. God of justice, Savior to all, came to rescue the weak and the poor chose to serve and not be served. Jesus, you have called us. Oh, freely we receive now. Freely we will give. We must go. Live to feed 
example of Jesus would show us how it is to persevere, how it is to move forward in doing good when it is hard to do good. We thank you, Lord, that the reality is that we have been crucified with Christ, for it is not us that live, but it is Christ that lives in us and through us. Oh, Lord, may we be used by you with confidence that you are in us and doing good work among us. We sing. Same great light that broke the dark, 
that we have and the reality of our lives that we get to live in, that we get to see each other's faces and choose to see the face of Christ in one, of a, one another. You may be seated. And let us continue in worship together as we pray for our children as Christ is in them and as we are praying for them to be shaped and molded by Christ. Let us Read and pray from Philippians 1. This is my prayer for you, our children, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that they may be able to discern what is best. May you be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Amen. All right. See you later, kids. I'm going to invite up Kayla Walker. She's going to be reading for us Psalm 8 today. 
Good morning. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When, you, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Kayla. What a wonderful passage. Before we jump into that, I just want to make mention of a couple of things. The first is um, that in your times when uh, God leads your thought process and prayer, I just want to encourage you to pray for one another. Um, we have some families in our midst that are facing some um, circumstances of surgeries coming up or um, wrestling with some issues of health or relationship issues. In addition, my mind and heart goes to the Holly family, Sheila Holly having passed away, and the Malakote family, Sam Malakote having passed away, and what it means to wrap ourselves as a church around those families, the ways by which life changes for family that's been caring for, caregiving, um, molding their, themselves to try and take care of and accommodate, and then all of a sudden there's a shift in how everything happens. And to be the church in that moment certainly begins with prayer and then where prayer might lead us as a church family to wrap ourselves around them. So I hope you will lift them up in prayer and uh, maybe as God brings to your mind someone you shook hands with during the passing the peace, um, just their face and their name comes to mind, lift them up, that we would be praying for each other this week. Um, I'd be very grateful for that. Um, this week span here is uh, an interesting time in the life of what I sometimes refer to as the general church. There are some people here that may not even know that our local church is part of a larger faith tradition um, called the Church of the Nazarene. And we are part of a Southern California district of about 60 churches, and then that district is part of a, a global group um, that comes together periodically. Our district assembly takes place once a year, and it took place yesterday with some business stuff that took place, some wonderful reports um, the night before, some missionaries that gave some wonderful uh, presentations. Um, and then um, starting on uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday of this week, every four years, the General Assembly takes place. This is going to take place in Indianapolis this year. Um, I am going to head there for a few of those days and um, just inundate myself with all of the things that happen. I don't know how to describe them because I don't know all that there is there. But I will be there and enjoying the coming together of what is really a global gathering when you watch them do business. Um, people from so many different countries, most of them on headphones with interpreters in the back so that they can all hear in their own language. 
it's like a created Pentecost moment when everybody's hearing it in their own language. And then we hope that the Spirit descends and uh, makes a difference in all the things that take place. One of the reasons that yesterday kind of stands a significant moment for me is that I recall um, District Assembly 17 years ago took place in our worship center facility. And that morning was the last small leg of my journey um, to come here and the little blue Honda Accord with our little schnauzer that in fear the whole trip slept on the floorboard of the passenger side didn't like driving and this was hours and hours of driving from Oklahoma City 17 years ago when I pulled in 17 years ago yesterday and so it is just nice as a moment for me to say what a joy it is to be in this place and that you've allowed me at least in some ways to grow up in your midst so thank you um, we're looking at a passage of scripture that um, I hope you take the time to pour over thank you Kayla for reading it Psalm 8 is this beautiful poem this um, this musical number I'm not sure what the tune was to which it was sung, but I, I would love to hear David playing the harp or um, some other instrument that's taking place. When you come to a psalm, and psalms aren't just located in the book of Psalms. I mean, that's where we have a collection of music and poetry and these writings that were intended to lead people in worship. When we come to a psalm, whether it be in Genesis or um, a hymn-like response in one of the prophets or a beautiful piece of poetry that's written in um, one of the passages in Samuel, it is important that we approach it with an understanding or at least an appreciation for the genre that it comes as. So I ask you, a great song you like, give you a moment to think of one of your top five favorites, all-time songs. <laughs> 22 songs, or that's the name of the song, Frank? Oh, Psalm 22. Got it. Psalm 22 is beautiful. Think of what jumps off your memory files as something that pulls you in your heartstrings. How great thou art. Great, thank you. Nice. Now some of you are going to be embarrassed to say that what you're thinking of was dance to the music or something like that. It's okay. Whatever comes to your mind. When your heart gets drawn into a song, you sing along, sometimes before you even know what the lyrics are saying, because the words just link into a part of the brain that's tapped into music. It's one of the best ways to memorize, is to memorize through a song, because where in the brain it gets stored, what ignites in the brain, and how it connects, and it draws us in 
in a way that often other things don't. So here we have a song, and a song, by its definition, draws not only the head in, but the heart in. So what do you feel when you hear Psalm 8 read a few moments ago? I know many of you are probably reading the lyrics that were behind Caleb on the screen here. That is very much like reading an assignment for a test that's coming up. Did you pause long enough to let the words wash over you? And what did it draw out? Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Your majesty seen in the skies, the sun and the moon and the stars. The psalm concludes talking about those things that travel the earth, that fly in the skies above, that live in the seas. What is humankind? Who am I that you would even think of me, Lord? When I think of all of creation and where I am on the surface of this pretty tiny planet in a pretty small solar system in a massive universe, what, Lord? You? Me? It is important that you approach this with the awe that sometimes great trumpets resound or the bass line begins to draw you in or the strings begin to play that somehow you go oh what is that song I think I recognize it I think I hear it I think I've heard it before and that's the tune that your creator begins to sing and play over you and for you the crescendo of creation. And when we begin to feel the crescendo of creation, it begins to put us in a posture of awareness that is greater than just the awareness of what we see right now in the moment. But pull back that layer and what do I hear in the moment and pull back that layer and what do I touch or sense in the moment and pull back that layer What does it do to my heart in the moment? The invitation of God is an invitation to come into the fullness of God's creation. We spent some time in um, Morning Tide talking about the Matthew passage and that the disciples are sent out to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This three-in-one on Trinity Sunday conveying a mystery that is beyond understanding a mystery of how there is one God and yet this expression of God that comes in so many different ways and the way in which scripture tries to convey this speaks about the close communion of that which is God. A communion of the creator And as we perceive the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, out of that abundance of community of love, creation is formed. 
And when I begin to think of creation itself as an expression of God's love, I begin to think about creation in a whole new way. I know that some of you know my um, love for, fascination with, study of dreams. I'd like to take you on a dream adventure just for a moment. But the science of the dream adventure, not just a dream itself. So I'm going to strip away all of the mystery of uh, dream state for a moment and just talk about some of the scientific pieces of it. That time span while you're asleep that's called REM sleep, rapid eye movement. Rapid eye movements often depict the kind of neural things that are taking place that get depicted in our brain as images. Where those images come from, there's a lot of discussion and you missed out on the class, so I'm not going to give you the shorthand version. You're going to just have to come to the next class when we talk about that. But what I do want to talk about is how you and I develop that incredible neural network that not only works in the middle of the night during our few hours of REM sleep, but how it prepares us to live in the world as God designed. So, in the womb, this fetus that is growing, expanding in every way, and, and um, limbs begin to grow, and the head formation, the, the, the brain portion that begins to have specialized cells that grow in particular ways. And as it begins to grow, the connections that begin to happen to the cells that exist in the brain. They operate under something that's best understood as electrical impulses that send charges from one part of the brain to the other and ultimately down the brain stem through the back into the extended um, limbs that you and I use to move and to walk and to act. Well, that neural network has this beautiful way by which it develops. And one of the primary sources for development of this amazing network in each and every one of us is REM sleep. It is like a wash of electrical activity called synaptogenesis, where the synapses not only make connection, but then duplicate themselves to have other connections in case that connection becomes broken. It's like backup plan after backup plan after backup plan. And so this development begins to take place. I, I, it's tough, I know, to conceive if there isn't some visual for you to think about. It. And I, I don't have a visual of, a, of an fetus in the womb, but let's, I don't know, I'm just randomly thinking. Maybe, let's just, a picture of a 10-week-old. Just ram, oh, That happens to be my 10-week-old granddaughter. Surprise. There we go. Thank you, little Margot, for um, drilling us with those intense eyes and looking at us like, do you not get it? I thought I explained this completely to you. Let me explain what the cry means. So this is the look of, come on, you need to get this. At the end of the second trimester, the REM sleep begins to escalate. 
escalate so that the synapses can develop in such a way that we can respond to our environment. What happens, though, is that the little piece of our brain that causes paralysis for all of the muscles has not yet developed. So that's why the mother begins to feel all of the thrashing of the arms and legs and the bumping movement in the womb because during the REM sleep, those images are flashing and the same thing would happen in our sleep if we didn't have that portion of the brain that developed that paralyzed the muscles from movement. This continues for quite a period of time as the REM sleep continues to increase until two weeks before birth, whereas there's this massive, intensive development of the brain in preparation for entry into the world, REM sleep reaches its maximum of any time in our lifespan, 12 hours a day, the fetus is in this state with images flashing through the brain and developing and preparing the endocrine system for all that it needs to be prepared for that which happens outside the womb. So we have the next slide of our little one who is getting excited about what's yet to come. And then the next slide where there's a little more anticipation and the smile begins to get a little larger. I don't know what I was doing that allowed this. I wish I could repeat it, but I've never repeated it since because I haven't gotten such a wonderful smile since. But then the next one comes, and there's pretty excited that I'm there in front of her. I'm just saying, I think that's the reason. But gives us the capacity to experience the breadth of human experience. So for the next slide, the joy that comes with all of those things that are part of life itself. And yet, one moment later, I'll get the glower. Have you not figured it out yet? No, just tell me what you need. This is God's amazing creation. This, yes. This, how it develops, yes. From conception to birth to life, God's magnificent ways. We could look at the way a seed germinates and becomes a sequoia. We could examine the fish in the depths of the sea and See the adaptation that allows them to live in complete darkness. We could examine the ways in which God so designed hummingbirds to just hover in space in the moment long enough for us to go, oh. We can watch the ways in which trees communicate with one another. We can watch the orchestration of a butterfly as it goes through its stages. What is it that sets your mind in awe of the magnificence of God? This is a psalm of praise and awe. When we think of the invitation to move into the presence of the community of God, it is an invitation into 
awestruck. It is a posture of humility because what other posture could there be in the face of the great gift of creation that God has given to us? How do we stand in the face of that and not begin to develop a heart for God's creation in its great breadth, diversity, depth, the way in which it is all orchestrated together, that, that the way in which plants process the atmosphere, make it possible for us to live in the way we process the atmosphere, which make it possible for the plants to live and process the atmosphere. And it goes on and on and on. I look at the skies. I see the vastness of the stars. I see the sun that provides the heat and the nourishment and the moon that reflects so beautifully and causes the tides of the sea to move. I see the variety of animals and the way in which you have formed them to adapt to their environment, to feed and dwell together. The ocean and its vastness, the mountains and its height, the valleys and their fullness. Oh God, and that I get to live in the midst of that? You've invited me to see all that you've done. How could I then not care for all you've created? How could I not care for one another? How could I not care for those you've brought into my life? How could I not care for the people you've created? How could I not care for the world in which you've given us to dwell, to live, to build homes, to try and foster community? How could I not care for the creatures? How could I not care? The invitation into the community of God is an invitation to live in the abundance and overflow of love. It is to recognize that sure, I might know a lot more than I used to know. We collectively might know a lot more than we used to know. And who knows, with the use of artificial intelligence, we might include that among all that we know, and it just keeps increasing. But our continual journey to the tree of knowledge needs to be with caution. Because in the space of what I know, I'm not sure I need grace. What I know leads me to a place where I decide what is and what isn't. What's out, what's in. Who's a part, who's not. To live in the space of being in awe of what God is at work doing and in awe of what I don't know, oh, there I need grace. There I need God 
to help me in my ignorance, to hold me in my doubt, to listen to my endless questions, and invite me into this space with others where we hold one another in the midst of all of those things. The passage from Matthew 28 says that the disciples went to the mountain where they had been instructed, and there they saw Jesus. This is just before the ascension. And it says that they worshiped and doubted. There was no rebuke in that moment, no shaming, no critique, no go handle all of that before you come to the mountain when we thought we handled all of that. Sometimes worship and doubt give way to one another in a beautiful, musical psalm that invites us into God's creation to be in awe of what has been done by God and how we are a part of that creation and yet invited to renew our journey of faith by becoming part of that community of God. So I asked this morning, as we consider the table of grace, it's an invitation to worship. It also acknowledges that you might have some doubts or questions. It's an invitation that you might not only recognize you as being created, but oh God, give me the creative love out of which overflows the work of my hands and my voice and my feet, that I might live creatively in love as you have modeled. You invite me to the table that I might live in that place of awe over what you've done and humility that I might be a part. It's a table of forgiveness and filling and hope. And so I hope this morning that you might consider being part of the table for all are invited. We practice an open communion just that you desire that kind of grace, a willingness to acknowledge that kind of love, and truth be told, a call to live out that kind of love with all of its challenges and difficulties, the hardships that come not with loving those who are just like us. Usually that's pretty easy because often we like what we see in others, those things that are in us, but a call to love those that are so different than us. A call that comes with the empowerment of God's Spirit to fill every part of who you are to make that even possible. A God who has prepared our hearts and our mind with an intricacy that I could never even imagine. Millions of synapses that have been worked together so that I might understand creativity 
but be invited into the song of creativity. So let me offer a prayer on our behalf. Oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We have but to look beyond ourselves. Or, Lord, maybe we just look within ourselves and capture the unbelievable creativity that holds us together, individually and collectively. How you have formed us in the womb, held us in your hand, cared about every synaptic connection, cared about every organ, every hair on our head numbered by you. You know us by name. However we have been created, we are yours. However we are formed by your love and outflowing an abundance, an extravagance that spills into forming a creation. And then, Lord, you have named that we have been stamped with your image and invite us to be part of what you are doing. For the times we've messed up, for the times when we have been destructive instead of constructive, when we've pushed away instead of being compassionate, when we've ignored the things we should have paid attention to, when we've become consumed with things other than you, when we've formed our own idols and turned our back on the vision of who you are and what you want to do for us. Lord, forgive us. Renew in our spirit your ways, your grace, your purposes. You've called us to obedience to what you have taught, and what you have taught us is this, that we might love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength that we might love others as ourselves. So you've prepared a table before us, right in the midst of those who might be considered enemies, and you've invited us to sit down together. So Lord, will you take the elements that we have prepared? May they become for us your body and blood. May they become for us your grace. May they become for us your forgiveness, your anointing. May they become for us your creativity. May they call us to a place of unity one with another. And may we love like only your spirit can empower us to love. So sanctify these elements. Sanctify our lives. Set us apart for that which you've called us to do in our unique ways, in our unique resources, our unique giftedness. May this morning be a reminder that if we surrender those things to you and work in partnership, we too can out of the overflow and abundance of love 
Create that which has your image on it. Co-creators with you of that which is good, that which is compassionate, that which is kind, that which is whole, that which is blessed, that which brings peace. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to invite Larry and Joni and Michelle and Scott to come as our servers. And then once they've gotten to their places, as you're ready and the music plays, you can come and be served. Ask that you would hold the elements until we can all partake together. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, was with the disciples in the upper room. And there he took the bread and he gave it to each one of them. And he said, this is my body broken for you. We do this in remembrance of our Lord. In a similar fashion, he took the cup, gave it to each one of them, said, this is the blood of the new covenant, my blood 
poured out on your behalf, we take in remembrance of our Lord. Little did the disciples know in those moments all that was about to transpire. Little did they know that they would all fail him when put to the test. Little did they know what would happen at Pentecost. Little did they know the challenges that they would face. Little did they know some of the persecution that would occur. But Jesus invited them into discipleship, into the fellowship of God, into the place where love poured out and created all things. For in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in that place all things were created, and without Him nothing was created that has been made. And it's there that we find life. That's the promise. So may these moments for you, with all the unknowns that are ahead in your journey, become for you a place of God's grace and hope and love. Let me offer a prayer for us. Lord, I thank you for your love toward us, the sacrifice that has been made but that that sacrifice comes out of love. The creation that's been made, and that the creation comes out of love. The extension of salvation that was born before the formation of the world because the Lamb was chosen out of love before anything ever began. So, Lord, would you draw us into a place of caring for the things that you have created? Lead us to a place of compassion to the needs that are around us. Those things that move your heart, may they move our heart this week. Those things that bring an expression of pure joy on your face, help us not to miss them. Help us to look past the... uh, things that are so distracting. Help us to notice the fragrance in the air of the spring floral. Help us to notice, Lord, a a child's movement and the expression that's even made possible because of your handiwork. Lord, help us to recognize that we are your handiwork. And all of those tapes or messages that play in our head that cause us to downplay part of who we are, Lord, you have formed us, you know us, and there is nothing that you don't redeem or reconcile or make new. You waste nothing. And so, Lord, help us to have this appreciation for how you have created us. Thank you for the invitation to the table. May we hold this sacred moment as a holy sacrament of your gift to us, of the invitation to a place of love, to live in the harbor of love, 
and to sail the seas of love that you have provided for us. For we praise your name and thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand, if you would. I have the feeling that we are maybe just a couple minutes early getting out. So give Jordan and Rihanna a couple minutes to finish up their lessons with the children if you're heading over in that direction. Which means those of you that normally sneak out as an excuse and miss all of the stacking stuff, this Sunday is your Sunday. To, ah, whatever you want to do. Let me offer a blessing. May God's love pour over you in ways that catch you by surprise this week. May you see something you've not seen before, hear something that's fresh and new. May the music of life itself be a melody to which you find yourself moving into the rhythm of God's love. And may you experience in your own heart God's gracious invitation to be part of God's community. God bless you. Go in God's peace. Thank you.